Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Edwin Crozier. Andrew Roberts. It's Friday. It is Friday. It is straight up Friday. It is straight up Friday, which means we are eagerly anticipating getting together and worshiping God. If you're in on Sunday, the Lord's Day, if you're in the Tampa Bay area this Sunday, we hope that you'll come out and join us to worship the Lord. Find out all the information you need at christiansmeethere.org, www.christiansmeethere.org. Today in the broadcast, we are finishing up our discussion of Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd. I guess we're going to talk a little bit more about the Lord today. Absolutely. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Yesterday we talked about kind of philosophies of translating. I think think when we look at New Living Translation, it's moved beyond that dynamic equivalence to the kind of an idea of paraphrase. All right. Let's just see how they they hang on then. See how they handle (laughs) Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Notice that they actually use the word pursue. So here's the yeah. here's the paraphrased version that but it's actually using what that word means yeah, right were, there. We so that's, about that. that's an interesting interesting thing there. That really great. I enjoyed that one. Well I think we picked a good a good psalm and a good week to talk a little bit about translation philosophy because it is so well known and I think our ears probably catch the differences better this week than maybe yeah. some others. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the Lord. I feel like we've been on a journey. In fact, I feel like we've been on a couple of journeys or maybe the same journey about three times. On Monday and Tuesday, we just talked about the psalm and the two sections. The uh-huh. first section on Monday where we saw in the pasture, wandering as a sheep with our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday, we moved to the second metaphor in the psalm and that of the host, being a guest in the house of a host at a feast Mm -hmm. in in the house of the Lord. The Lord is my host. Uh, Maybe even we could say that the Lord is my king who has brought me along to this banquet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so we saw that journey just in the psalm itself. On Wednesday, we talked about David from 2 Samuel chapter 7 and recognizing that it's actually the exact same journey of David. It's an autobiography of David as he went from pasture to palace, Mm -hmm. from being brought from behind the sheep to being brought to be a prince of the Lord. Yes. And then we, we saw yesterday how actually David's life even as explained in 2 Samuel chapter 7, mirrored the history of Israel. So we went on that journey again Mm -hmm. as we walked with Israel from the pasture to the palace, wandering in the wilderness to the place where they were planted and had a place to dwell protected from their enemies. And you even yesterday brought up Moses as the shepherd. And in that moment, we realized, oh, we're starting to see a pattern We're starting to see a pattern. Maybe what we're seeing here is this is how the Lord deals with his people. Mm -hmm. We move from pasture to palace. And so as I bring this to my life, I think I need to see that this is going to be my biography and my history as well. There's going to be the time in the pasture 
mm-hmm. then there's going to be having been led to the palace. Mm-hmm. Now, for us to get there, I think it's really important for us to recognize who our shepherd is. I know that's what you've been wanting to talk about all week long. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's the Lord. Why do you believe that? The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, of course, in John chapter 10, the Lord appropriates the shepherd language to himself. In Mm -hmm. John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. He does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. So there's John 10 and verses uh, 11 through 14. And you think that somehow ties to Psalm 23? Well, I absolutely do. I I see how David could look at uh, Jehovah, the Lord, as the one who is there to lead him through all the difficulties. Jesus Christ says he is the good shepherd and shows to what lengths that he would sacrifice himself for the well-being of his sheep, for the well-being of his people, that he'll even lay down his life to do it. This this statement of Jesus and John ties together, of course, really, we could look through shepherd and sheep throughout all of Israel's history, because Psalm 23 yeah. is not the only place where God is pictured as the shepherd of Israel or the shepherd of particular people. Or that even his leaders are called shepherds. I I remember also in Ezekiel 34, I think yeah. this is probably the other place where this picture is very important. In um, Ezekiel 34, verse 20, Therefore thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I, I myself, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. And he shall feed them, he shall feed them, and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David. David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. Jesus takes these pictures of the shepherd and says, that's me. Well, and it is, of course, one of the proofs, I guess, that he is the Christ is the fact that he does come from the lineage and the line of David, that this promise we talked about in 2 Samuel 7, that God was going to set up this house of David, ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ, this descendant who is on the throne of David and forever. Um, I, one of the things I think we need to make sure to understand is that this is not saying, well, in the Old Testament, Yahweh was the shepherd of Israel, and in the New Testament, Jesus is the shepherd of the church. What Jesus is actually saying is, you remember that passage that said, Yahweh is my shepherd? Mm-hmm. That was me. Mm-hmm. This is a claim for yeah, deity, and for, for those who say that Jesus never made that claim, we need to deal with this passage, yeah. because when he says, I am am the good shepherd, that meant something to an Israelite. Mm -hmm. An Israelite already had an idea of who the good shepherd was going to be. The good shepherd was and is for them Yahweh. Yahweh. And so when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he is making a claim to divinity, Mm. not just Messiahship. He's making that claim as well. He's claiming to be this fulfillment of David from Ezekiel 34, but he's also claiming to be that shepherd that we see in Psalm 23. Excuse me, what a powerful statement for David, excuse me, for Jesus in the lineage of David. Amen to that. You want one of the other things I, I think about here? 
is that we've seen this pattern now. So now recognizing who our shepherd is and understanding that this psalm is ultimately about Jesus as I want to say all the psalms, most of the psalms maybe, I think probably all the psalms are about Jesus ultimately. We tend to talk about that on Friday, by the way. Our regular listeners are picking up on that. So <laughs> yeah, we, we most, find Jesus... Most, most Fridays are good Fridays around here. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Jesus. That's exactly right. We find Jesus in every psalm <laughs> we do. on Friday. We do. This one was easy, though. We all know that John 10 is here. But then that tells us something about what is Jesus doing for us. Mm. Jesus is taking us from the pasture to the palace... From wandering in the wilderness, from having to be led to quiet waters, having to direct us to green pastures, having to comfort us so that we can lie down and feel comfortable, from taking us through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think it's important to recognize that some of the Lord's paths of righteousness actually go through the valley of the shadow of death, the darkest valley. I think we have to recognize that so that we can appreciate the challenge then to trust him in those times when you don't see him, right? And so that's when we wonder, has he left us? Has he forsaken us? And it's one thing to read David and read his life in 2 Samuel 7, and here's this revelation, God's going to do great things for him. Even he, though, had to make the choice to continue to follow in dark times, we have these wonderful promises written in the scriptures. We, we know that there is the, the promise of heaven and to be with him forever, to, to come to this palace of an, of an eternal joy. But it's dark right now. And I need to hang on. <laughs> I need right. to hang on because he is with me. He is guiding me and he has a plan. And the plan is to get me from the pasture to the palace, from from wandering in the wilderness to being at the marriage supper of the lamb. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So here we have this banquet that we're all looking forward to where he is not only shepherd, but also the sacrificial lamb. lamb. But we, we're going to that. Revelation 19 talks about that marriage supper. We are going to that banquet mm-hmm. and enemies look on in defeat. That's that mm-hmm. pic- that's the picture there. The enemies have been defeated Absolutely. and they They've cannot they cannot get in the way of the celebration banquet mm-hmm. that that we are going to be involved in with the Lord. What we've seen is this is the autobiography of David. This is the history of Israel. This is the destiny of the saint. Today I am wandering in a wilderness. But the Lord is my shepherd, Mm -hmm. and his plan is to lead me to his palace. Mm -hmm. And so I need to hang on. I need to hang on. He is providing for me. You know, the struggle is, is that for so many of us, we're not yet at that place that David had gotten to where he's able to look back and see. Very true. with, with, With the eyes of experience. Yeah, and and I think that's why it's important to have a psalm like this and to learn from David and to hear this. Sometimes someone further down the ro- further down the road needs to needs to help us along. Hey, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I was in the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. and I know you couldn't see him. I know I couldn't feel him. But I knew he was there. His rod and his staff, they comforted me. They they helped me. I I knew he was present even when I couldn't sense it and so I I hung on. I hung on. And he got me through that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reality is, is I know when I was in the middle of it, it was as dark as death. But as I now that I'm past it and I look over it, I realize he was always there. Yeah. And why would I go anyplace else? I think a psalm like this also calms a a restlessness in our heart 
that uh, when we're tempted to follow some other path, some other way, you know, to be that straying sheep, to be reminded this is the place where there is peace. This is where the place where there's blessing and sufficiency. It's in following the Lord and not following something else. You know, something we said in an earlier conversation this week that I thought was kind of profound, but we, we, were, we were talking quickly, uh, was just the point by naming Yahweh as the shepherd. It was differentiating him from all these competing gods and mm-hmm. idols. Yeah. That's big. We need to remember who our God is, and especially in the dark times, but all the time so that we don't stray away from him. And what you just said there made me think about this. You know, in the dark times, it's easy to forget that we have a unique, singular God yeah. who really is taking care of us. Yes, it, yes. It, it, and and sometimes we, we feel like in those moments he is not wondrously showing his love. Call back to a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's not give, demonstrating that distinct love. He's not demonstrating to the world in that moment that it really does matter who your God is. It doesn't seem like it because the world looks on and they're the predators that right. are in that valley they're of the, the shadow of death. They're the ones looking down saying, well, it doesn't look so good to be following your shepherd right now. But it really is mm-hmm. because it's not about where I am at this moment. It's about where he's getting me when I hang on to him. He's getting me there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will dwell in his house forever. Why would I go anywhere else? Amen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, it's it's such a powerful song. We've really had some, for me, just some really great encouraging uh, talks this week, thinking about stuff translations to you know stories of Israel God's plan for us I mean this psalm just gives and gives so many reasons why it's so well known and we've obviously just scratched the surface of it mm-hmm. together this week we'll, yeah. we'll have to come back to it I know I needed it this week so very yeah. helpful Amen. really want to know what you're reading what you're learning has this helped you what you've learned from Psalm 23 this week are we completely out in left field and completely wrong. Let us know. We, we'd love to hear from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to see you on Sunday if you're in the area. Let's go ahead and wrap up today and this entire week with a prayer. Andrew? Our great God and Father, O oh Lord, you are our shepherd. We trust you. We shall not want. We trust you for you make us to lie down in green pastures. We trust you for you lead us beside still waters. We rely on you, Father, for your restoration. You restore our soul. Father, you lead us in paths of righteousness and give us courage and clarity of mind, discernment that we might walk in those paths for your name's sake and for your glory. Father, may your glory be our goal that we might dwell with you in your house forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.